This is the Advocatus Intimitati Podcast with Matt Lore, Episode 7. Hello, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Advocatus Intimitati Podcast, released on Monday, the 14th of October, 2019. I am your host, Matt Lore, here with a selection of privacy law news stories in the first half, followed in the second half by a discussion of the draft CCPA regulations, released last week by the California Attorney General. As the UK crashing out of the European Union without a deal at the end of the month looks increasingly likely, the British government has published advertisements advising businesses on how to prepare for the change in data protection law that will result. While they assure that transfers of personal data from the United Kingdom to the EU will still be permitted, as today, a no-deal Brexit will result in the UK becoming a third country under the GDPR, with transfers of personal data from the EU to the UK prohibited without a legal mechanism. One such mechanism is an adequacy determination, a finding by the European Commission that the third country's laws provide adequate protection for personal data. While the UK hopes to obtain such a determination, that will likely take some time. Meanwhile, they are advising businesses to incorporate the standard contractual clauses into their contracts. My two cents. Like all things Brexit, this is a massive self-inflicted wound by the UK. A deal would have allowed an adequacy determination to be made before the UK became a third country, providing a seamless experience for UK businesses. Instead, it will be one more source of uncertainty and bureaucratic hurdles for a fledgling independent UK. Twitter announced that they had inadvertently allowed email addresses and phone numbers provided for security purposes, like two-factor authentication, to be matched against marketing lists provided by advertisers, allowing those users to be targeted for advertising. Oops. This is almost as embarrassing as Jack Dorsey's account being taken over using the tweet-by-SMS feature a few months ago. At least they now support authenticator apps and security keys for two-factor authentication, and the state of California has banned California police departments from using facial recognition technology with police body cameras for three years. Assemblyman Phil Ting of San Francisco, who sponsored the measure, said he wanted to address such a use, quote, before it became a major issue. This follows San Francisco's ban on the use of facial recognition by government agencies. Meanwhile, in Shenzhen, China, they use facial recognition to publicly shame jaywalkers. That's a little tidbit I like to bring up alongside racial bias, Whenever someone asks what the big deal is with facial recognition, do you want Minority Report? Because this is how you get Minority Report. On Thursday, California Attorney General Javier Baquera held a surprise press conference to announce the long-awaited release of his office's regulations under the California Consumer Privacy Act. Those of us trying to build a compliance program for CCPA had hoped the AG would offer some much-needed clarity on CCPA provisions, like maybe some guidance about what is or isn't a quote-unquote sale of personal information. We were disappointed. Instead, the Attorney General dropped 24 pages of regulations that go above and beyond the statute and introduce entirely new requirements on California businesses. They also add confusing and ambiguous provisions queuing a chorus of exasperated size. Take, for instance, the first of the new regulations, section 999.305, subsection A, paragraph 3. A business 
shall not use a consumer's personal information for any purpose other than those disclosed in the notice at collection. If the business intends to use a consumer's personal information for a purpose that was not previously disclosed to the consumer in the notice at collection, the business shall directly notify the consumer of this new use and obtain explicit consent from the consumer to use it for this new purpose. Holy escalation, Batman! The CCPA itself only requires that the business provide notice to the data subject, not obtain consent. This is in line with the GDPR, which requires notice to the data subject of the additional purposes and spells out a five-factor analysis to determine whether the additional purposes are compatible with the purposes for which the data were collected and thus permissible under the purpose limitation principle. But the California AG wants to remove such flexibility under the CCPA, which, as I discussed in Episode 3, stands out among global data protection laws as not being explicitly based on a set of principles. The draft regulations also have separate sections for notice of right to opt out of sale of personal information and notice of financial incentive beyond the section for the privacy notice contemplated by the CCPA's text. The latter is a particularly onerous requirement, requiring businesses to spell out the price or service difference, as well as explain its lawfulness by a, quote, good faith estimate of the value of the consumer's data and a description of the method the business used to calculate it. The proposed regs also add a bunch of new requirements for privacy policies, such as explaining how the business verifies the consumer's identity when they submit a verifiable consumer request, and telling them how they can use an authorized agent to submit such a request. Oh, and let's talk about verifiable consumer requests. For requests to delete, the new regulations would require a two-step process, whereby the business must separately confirm that yes, the consumer does indeed want their information deleted. Here's one bright spot. There had been some debate over whether or not the CCPA's requirement to provide, quote, specific pieces of personal information actually required the business to provide the requester with the data or merely tell them which specific pieces of personal information the business held. The new regulations make it clear that the AG thinks it's the former. Since the regulations prohibit the disclosure of a social security number, driver's license number, financial account number, health insurance ID, or passwords or security questions. When it comes to requests to opt out, the new regulations make clear that these are not verifiable consumer requests and that the business shall comply unless there is a good faith, reasonable, and documented belief that the request is fraudulent. The regulations set the time limit for compliance at only 15 days. And they also add a requirement to notify all third parties to whom the business sold the consumer's data within the 90 days prior to the request. Once a consumer has opted out, opting back in requires a two-step process. The new regulations also say that an acceptable way of submitting a request to opt out is by, quote, user-enabled privacy controls, such as a browser plugin or privacy setting or other mechanism that communicate or signal the consumer's choice to opt out of the sale of their personal information. When I first read this, I understood it to require California businesses to honor the do not track signals that browsers can be configured to emit. It seems I'm not the only one to reach this conclusion. While do not track is currently supported by all major browsers, it is a dead letter. This January, the Tracking Prevention Working Group of the World Wide Web Consortium, or W3C, published a note on this facility saying that, quote, there has not been sufficient deployment of these extensions as defined to justify further advancement, nor have there been indications of plan support among user agents, third parties, and the ecosystem at large. 
They therefore declare do not track as all but dead. And their assessment is spot on. I'm not aware of any major advertising network that honors do not track signals. Existing California law, the California Online Privacy Protection Act, or CALAPA, requires disclosure of whether do not track is honored in a site's privacy policy, which is why you often see sites say explicitly that they do not honor it. But the way these regulations are drafted could be interpreted as requiring do not track to be understood as a request to opt out of sale of personal information. Finally, another bright spot is specific guidance on retention of records of consumer requests. The regulations require them to be kept for 24 months. This is refreshing since how long these records should be maintained for request under the GDPR is very murky. But one hand giveth and the other taketh away. The new draft regs also add a requirement for businesses that process data on 4 million or more consumers to annually publish in their privacy policy statistics on consumer requests received, responded to, and denied. As I said, these are draft regulations, and the Attorney General's office is accepting comments until December 6th, with final regulations due out in the spring in anticipation of enforcement starting July 1st. I hope that they listen to the many voices saying that these regulations are poorly thought out and overly onerous. Otherwise, these regulations and Alistair McTaggart's new initiative may just provide the catalyst for a federal privacy bill to preempt the CCPA. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks to everyone who has given me feedback on this podcast, and as always, I welcome your thoughts. Drop me a line at matt at Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.